0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's BYTE.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with BYTE. Hello, and welcome to Newsweek's Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Listen, I've been a big Bonnie Hunt fan for years. Now you probably know her from her work in some of her films like Jumanji, Jerry Maguire, or Cheaper by the Dozen. Or maybe you know her from some of her TV work in shows like Life with Bonnie or The Bonnie Hunt Show. But what you might not know is she has a pretty amazing resume of work behind the camera. She directed the film Return to Me, which was fantastic, and now she's out with the Apple TV Plus series Amber Brown, based on the popular children's book I, Amber Brown. So I fully use the opportunity of her promoting Amber Brown to talk about the fantastic series, of course, because it's great, but also to tell Bonnie Hunt just how big of a fan I am of hers. So go on, grab a snack, because I'll be right back with a full fan freakout. There's something about the supporting actress. You know, it's that woman in a film or TV show who often has more of a point of view than the female lead. She's allowed to do and say things that the female lead just can't. The character actresses that personify these roles have always, for me, been the thing that I look out for in movies. I'm talking about actresses like Joan Cusack in Working Girl or In-N-Out. Loretta Devine in Waiting to Exhale, or Diane Weist in literally every movie. Bonnie Hunt is an actress I would add to that list. I remember watching her in Jerry Maguire and thinking, why isn't this movie told from her perspective? I mean, she was the cool one in that movie. But Hunt is different from other supporting actresses, because outside of her film work, she holds a, a unique point of view that is comedic, personable, and relatable. That persona comes through in her TV work, like the fully underrated Jim, Bonnie, from the mid-90s, which was so ahead of its time. Please go check out that show. It was brilliant. Or even her talk show, The Bonnie Hunt Show, which was also incredible. In recent years, she's stepped behind the camera, directing the film Return to Me, and now creating, producing, and directing the Apple TV Plus series, Amber Brown, based on the children's book, I, Amber Brown. The series premieres July 29th on Apple TV Plus. I spoke with Bonnie about Amber Brown, her career, and so much more. Now, when I say I fanned out, I think that's a bit of an understatement. I mean, I kept my cool, but I made it known how much I respect Bonnie Hunt. Actually, I'll just let you be the judge if I kept my cool, because I'm not even sure at this point. We actually have a really good friend in common, Danny Pellegrino. Uh, from oh Danny Yes, and I have been texting obsessively with Danny I mean Danny and I've been texting about you for years because if Danny I'll concede to Danny that he's the president of the Bonnie Hunt fan club but I think I am at least the vice president if not the treasurer I like run it I do something important there we have been thank you big fans of yours ever since I mean ever since we met we bonded over you like that's sort of a thing so we love Danny and we love you
1: oh I love Danny he's so talented and just a great great soul.
0: Yeah. Really wonderful person. Um, so the show amazing. It's what I love about it is that, cause I mean, I've been following your career for a really long time and I, I love so many of the things you do, but I love the work you're doing behind the camera. And that's what I love about this project so much. Like what, what inspired you to do this?
1: Actually it was my mom. Um, a couple years ago, she was encouraging me to write about you know, to this generation, to uh, speak to that generation, because I'm, I'm an aunt to many mm-hmm. nieces and nephews. I have six siblings. So, my mom's like, you should write about, you know, being an aunt, because I hear all the laughter and, you know, them confiding in you and, uh, you know, speak to these young people because they need it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. And then I started writing an outline. And right at the same time, I ran into one of the executives for Boat Rocker. They asked me what I was working on. I told them and they said, well, we have this series of books uh amber brown and so i took a look at them and um i had to talk to paula danziger's family of course to get Mm -hmm. their blessing and i just let them know that uh amber i wouldn't want to set amber in present day because you know the books were written many years ago and to all that i wanted to make her an artist and apply a lot of my own personal life my experience with my mom Mm -hmm. uh, to this but that we would also the inspiration from the book is the heart the humor the intelligence Mm -hmm. Um, and they gave me their blessing, so I dove right in.
0: And it really is, I mean, you see it in the show fully, but also that whole relationship of, you know, you see a lot of portrayals of parents, of course, or of grandparents or of different types, but that relationship of, like, an aunt or an uncle, that sort of the separated parent, the one who has no responsibility, but there's a lot of love there. Yeah. Like, what? Right. what is it? What's so special about being an aunt to you?
1: Um. I think that you have two responsibilities, you know, one to the parents Mm -hmm. that you don't want to hide things from them if the kid confides in you. But you also don't want to betray your niece or nephew if they if they need you to hold a secret for a little bit. Mm -hmm. But also, number one is their safety and the example you set for them and that you hope that you're always a place they can come run to mm-hmm. um and and it doesn't matter i mean the parents are all wonderful yeah. you know it's not about a good or a bad parent that needs a, an aunt more or less mm-hmm. it's just that other perspective that other person that kind of says take a bigger risk or follow your dreams uh you know there's a little more freedom in being an aunt yeah. And it's lovely.
0: Yeah. 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 And, you and
1: could... so much of my mom's wisdom and humor is in the show. Well, of course, all of her wisdom and humor is in everything I write. Yeah. And um, especially the last few years, we were roommates during the pandemic, and mom was reading every scene. And, you know, I wrote all 10 episodes, and she was right there reading the pages as fast as I could write them and giving me her brilliant, hilarious input.
0: There is kind of something really special about children's literature in that way that even if you're an adult reading it which i'm sure you had this experience like in reading amber brown you you find that connection that sort of that nostalgic sort of you you might miss some of the things that maybe you didn't have as a kid or or it touches a touchstone in your in your childhood did you have that with the amber brown stories like when you when you started reading them what first hit you
1: Uh, Well, I was it was interesting that it was translated into so many languages and so many people were reading it. I didn't even know of the books until I, you know, the Boat Rocker told me about them after I told him what I was Mm -hmm. writing. Uh, So it was I think it was the similarity, the combination of both worlds and me being able to bring Amber into, you know, make her older and into present day. But keep the heart and soul of family, disappointment, expectations. I mean, you know, it's a big deal that her parents get divorced and seeing it through Mm -hmm. a kid's eyes. uh, is just, you know, her pain is so real. Yeah. And that sadness, that longing that when is this going to go back to normal? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as this first season goes on, you know, getting a little closer to the acceptance that maybe it's not.
0: Yeah. And then figure I mean, I'm a child of divorce. I think I have a lot of friends who are yeah. children of divorce. It, it hits home that, you know, that whole, the idea of the new normal, you know what I mean? The, the new way. Right.
1: of everything. Even when she says, you know, how many people am I supposed to love? Like, do I have to like this person? If I like my mom's boyfriend, does that hurt my dad? And, yeah. you know, this the dilemma of a child trying to figure out what do you do with the family in a whole new shape? Yeah. Um, and, and the great thing is, is the kid's, I really wanted a show that was, you know, I aim for the Andy Griffith show all the time in mm-hmm. my heart, a character driven show that the whole family watches. And it's funny and smart to everybody who's watching. Yeah. Uh, and if I can get, you know, even one percent of that magic, I, I'd be happy. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I love that the kids, the parents watching the show can see how the kid feels and the kid watching the show because, you know, we have scenes with the, the adults alone. And it's mm-hmm. not um you know, I don't want to be corny or preachy. I just want it to be authentic and, and yeah.
0: accessible. And that the whole, I mean, the storyline of the of the child figuring out how to interact with a new adult that's brought into the mix is such a, I mean, mean—that I relate to that so much because you, you're, as a kid, like even as an adult, it's weird interacting with other adults. It just is. And as a child trying to do it, it's, I mean, I struggled with that with my stepmom as a kid figuring out. Exactly. How. They're in your personal space. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes, And I saw it in my own family, you know, yeah. I mean, we, I've, uh, we've had divorce in our family and it, seeing the family, you know, blending together and it's, it's a journey. Yeah. And it's, it's accepting that it's not going to be what you always had.
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. The loss
1: of something. And there's a, there's humor in it. Always. Mm-hmm. There's always humor Yeah, um, and everything, but there's Amber goes on quite a journey in this first season. And there's a lot of, humor, and, um, you know, just personal growth, both for her and her mom. Her mom's like a teenager. She's dating again. She's,
0: you know...
1: That's something that's so so
0: special about divorce. I mean, that the the humor in some like I remember as a kid, I I cut the the bra like I cut my stepmom's bras because I was angry at her once. I mean, I was I mean, like what? And that's so funny. She was
1: wearing them at the time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish. No, no. But still, I mean, it was like, why? Why would I do that? That's so hilarious that I would do that. But it was out of genuine anger when I was a child, you know?
1: Yes. 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 And that's what Amber does. When you, even when, you know, I made her this artist so that we can see her subtext of her subtext when yeah. she, you know, the aunt calls them a sports car. And then you see Amber with that animation of putting the car for sale. And, yeah, You know, um, I love that kind of stuff that she, she has that edge to her.
0: Mm-hmm. And what I love about. I mean, for me, one of the things that I, how I coped with my parents sort of separating and the whole family situation was right. diving. How in- old were
1: you? Were you a teenager? I 19? Was, no,
0: no. I was very young. my My parents oh. separated when I was five, and then oh, my wow. dad separated from my stepmom when I was like ten. So I had two.
1: Oh I, I had my two. god!
0: Yes, I had the, I had the double of it. So it was. I know a That's lot about a lot. that. Yes, that's a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I should have been a consultant on the show. I could. I was just going to say, well, there's still time. (laughs) (laughs) But I do want to say one of the things that I did, how I coped with sort of my family's craziness, was diving into films and television and obsessing over and and this is what Danny and I bond over all the time, obsessing over particular people, specifically women in film and TV, and you were one of them, and it blows me away like when i saw you and jerry Maguire, i was like i didn't care about renee zellberger i didn't care about tom cruise i just wanted to be you i wanted the movie to be told from your point of view like that's how obsessive danny and i get
1: (laughs) i know but you know what h allen it's like i'm so lucky to have fans like you guys because like we get each other you know Mm -hmm. we just kind of get it we speak the same language and it's just so fun you know when people get it And that's what I I hope so much for one of my shows that even when my shows didn't last long, the people that got it, even if it was six episodes, one season, two seasons, people like got it, you know, and I see them in the grocery store and they'll remember certain lines or certain moments. And, you know, that's that's all the payment I need. I, I love that part of it. I love it.
0: The impact that Bonnie had on me that improvised it was a 90s, it was a show way ahead of its time. It nothing else was like it at the time. There's some things like it now and it didn't work at the time, but I remember being like this is brilliant and no one else gets it. You know what I mean? Like I felt like I was in in I had some sort of insider knowledge that no one else got and it really made then, me angry.
1: It is insider, but that's it. Like we like we get each other and I'm so happy I pushed as hard as I did in those early nineties. I was the first person to do all that, you know, write and star and executive produce their own show. I had to go to all the unions. I had to get everything approved because nobody had ever done it. I just wanted to be the storyteller and see it all the way through and do something different where the actors were, just so real and overlapping dialogue and using extra cameras and shooting it like a single camera and all that stuff's now normal stuff. Yeah. Improvisation. And yeah. It really was
0: kind of like a 30 rock in a lot of ways in that, except there was improvisation in it, in that it was, mm -hmm. it was just, do you feel like it was ahead of its time? And I mean, do you think it could like exist today in that format?
1: Yes. I mean, to me, it's not, ahead of its time or after its time or old fashioned to me, it's the timelessness of storytelling that's character driven. Yeah. Um, you know, there's classic shows that I can watch over and over again today. So mm-hmm. um, I just feel like maybe the way I did it was ahead of its time and the, the, the tone of it, but I was inspired by Preston Sturges and yeah. you know, like the classics. You know, and, I
0: always uh, thought you had, I mean, when I watched life with Bonnie, which I also was a big fan of, and and I watch a little bit of Return to Me, which you directed. And like I I I kind of get a Bob Newhart sensibility in a lot of ways. And I've always yes. gotten that connection with you. Everything you've done, but especially with Life with Bonnie, it felt very Newhart in a lot of ways.
1: Yes, it, definitely. I I love the fact that I could be the person reacting to all these wonderful characters in my life. So, I mean, and Bob Newhart, of course, the genius that did it so perfectly with the throwaway, yeah. definitely the same style uh, that I wanted to attain. I mean, it's just, you know, I get a kick out of people and yeah. I, I love writing the characters and being the person reacting to them it's, it's fabulous. And, you know, Bob Newhart went to the same high school as my dad.
0: Oh, well, see, there you go. It rubbed off.
1: <laughs> yes. it, it, somehow it got through
0: to me yeah. and I know
1: Bob very well. And he's a brilliant, wonderful mentor and friend.
0: Well, I, the other thing I want to ask you about is some of your film work. You know, I loved your film work as a kid and growing into, just, I just throughout my college years and everything following what you did, but I also always felt like, you played a lot of sort of moms or wives or sis. There was a lot of sort of the the great supporting characters, which you gave you a lot to work with. But sometimes I was like, I want to see her in a lead role immediately in a film. Do you feel like you were ever, because you definitely excelled in like voice work and you did a lot of interesting stuff with voiceover work with Pixar. But did you ever feel like you were pigeonheld at all with some of those films in the nineties?
1: I guess you can look at it that way, but you know, I'm a blue collar kid mm. from Chicago City kid. I was a nurse uh, for seven years, an oncology nurse. I worked in an emergency room. Um, I still volunteer as a, an advocate for newly diagnosed cancer patients. You know, mm. I've never fully left my nursing background. For me to do anything, to become a storyteller, to be a part of the magic that meant so much to me. My whole life and still does today I love to get lost in a great film or yeah. a great play or a great TV show. I mean I was like you and Danny with TV when I was a kid. Yeah. We my all my siblings we were and to think you know I did Rain Man and Jerry Maguire with Tom yeah. Hanks, Tom Cruise. I did. I played Tom Hanks' wife in The Green Mile. Yeah. Um, Cheaper by the Dozen with Steve Martin. Jumanji with Robin Williams. Yeah, maybe I was second like banana or a character actor. But boy, it's the company you keep. And yeah. uh, great, yeah. just great times with great people. Mm-hmm. And those are the memories I I hold dear. And they're so valuable to me more than any kind of, whether it was a starring role or not. You know, it's it's the people you look around the room and like, oh, this is a good team, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's really, it's super. I mean, I I still can't get over. And The Green Mile is one of those films that I will always, always watch. always. And
1: return to me. I mean, think here I write this movie and I send it to Carol O'Connor who, you know, my father died when I was 18. But one of my memories of my dad is, you know, laughing so hard at Archie Bunker and, you know, getting a kick out of this wonderful actor playing this character. And then to send this man, the script who hadn't really worked in 25 years in film and he's like no no my my, I've lost my son I'm sad I have all the money I need and I said well just read it and then tell me no and I'll move on but just read it to tell me no yeah and then he read it and he said well why don't you come for dinner you know and he's (laughs) like I think I think I really want to do this movie and I remember crying I kept pulling car over on the way home from his house in Malibu because I just couldn't believe it I just couldn't believe it. So it's really not about the acknowledgement or how many people know what you did. It's about, do you feel good about what you did? And do you remember the the amazing people that you were lucky enough to work with? Sydney Pollack, Norma Jewison, Cameron Crowe. I
0: worked with them all. Yeah. It's kind of incredible. The other thing that I, I have two more questions for you. The other thing that really uh, Danny and I obsess over is your talk show, the Bonnie Hunt show. We were, to me, it was the perfect vehicle for you because it was so your voice. It was so New heart in a in a way that like your humor was there and your interest in people were there and telling stories and it just was perfect. What did you would you ever consider doing a podcast or something that allows you to be you and have those conversations again?
1: Boy, I just felt so lucky to have that opportunity. I was and I'm so proud of the show that we did. I mean, we just we lost Mike Haggerty recently. He was a fellow Second City alum. Um, he died really suddenly and. He was, you know, John Candy type of guy. Mm-hmm. And we would make up these fake books. And he was on my talk show as my personal trainer. Yeah. And it was so hilarious because, like you, mm-hmm. the people who got it, got it. And it was just so hilarious that he mm-hmm. would come on with the work. You know, he was always on a Segway while I was yes. jogging next to him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And then, you know, you'd say, don't weigh yourself often. And he was, you know probably 300 pounds. And he'd say, last time I weighed myself, I was 168. So he's like the whole <laughs> secret. I mean, it, we had no script, you know, He yeah. and we had, it was just wonderful. We had psychics on that were really psychics, but, yeah. and, and then we had the real authenticity of, we had actors on that would bring their kids or their dog with them or their mom. Bo yeah. Bridges had his mom on the yeah. show. Rick Fisher had Debbie Reynolds on the show. Mm-hmm. And I always had my precious, incredible, wonderful mom on the yeah. show.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, you know, yeah. I, I would love to do it again. Yeah. Um, but if I don't, it's perfectly fine because I had such a great time doing it and sharing my mom and my family with yeah. the, the audience was the best because I, I my family's funny and sweet and mm-hmm. hard worker. You know, we're the worker bees of the world.
0: Yeah. We I'm, get it done. I'm putting that out to the I'm manifesting in the world that there has to be another Bonnie Hunt show. There just has to be. Oh. It, it will happen. Well, my last question for you is, One of the things that I love about you as sort of just a creative is your voice comes through even if you're not on camera. And your work in Return to Me and, of course, Amber Brown now and so much of of the other stuff you've done, it really shows that sort of the tone of how you... Because you have a specific way of talking that, yes, is very Midwestern, but it's also kind of weird. And it's nice. It's like funny weird in a great, hilarious way sometimes. And it's heartwarming. Do you... What sort of what do you get from directing? What do you get from creating something like this show or like return to me that, that sort of fulfills you?
1: Um, again, back to my amazing mom, she always said to me, Bonnie, be mindful of the energy you're going to put out in the world Mm. because it can have a ripple effect. And I think the ripple effect is what I love. Like when I'm in the grocery store and somebody comes up to me and they'll say a line, Something that I wrote that really stayed with them, like, and yeah. returned to me. You know, it's a, it's the character who's the strongest that God gives the most challenges to, or yeah. good night nurse, or you know, mm-hmm. Carol O'Connor saying, "I'm blessed with work," which which, which is my dad would say. He'd come home after a 15 hour day. Mm-hmm. Say, Dad, I'm sorry you're so tired. He said, "I'm blessed with work." You know, and yeah. it's, it's just those kind of things that I can share from my childhood and from my life, and I think it's the ripple effect. You know, does it does it make people happier? Do they feel like they can relate to something I've written. Um, mm. Cause that stuff was so powerful to me as a kid.
0: Yeah. You know?
1: yeah. I mean, there were certain movies and TV shows that I was just like, Oh my God, I love these people. You know, yeah. I want to, yeah. and I, when I was writing return to me, I said to MGM, they're like, what, what's the movie? I said, I'm not sure yet, but, I don't, I'm going to write something that I I think people are going to want to crawl on the screen and be with those people. Yeah. That was my goal.
0: And you you did. And you did it again with Amber Brown. And it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's really wonderful to see. Oh,
1: thanks H. Allen. Thank you.
0: This has been so much fun chatting with you and, and I wish you all the best. Thank you for everything.
1: Thank you. Thanks for your forgetting it. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, definitely get it. Thank you. Have a good one. Did I keep my cool? I think I did. I mean, she likes me, right? She's probably gonna call me now. We're gonna have dinner and talk about the Bonnie Hunt show or something. It's gonna happen. And I'll, I'll let you know when it does happen. I mean, I'm waiting. I've been waiting. I'm probably gonna keep waiting. Let me know what you thought about today's episode. You can find me at HL Scott on everything. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. If you liked what you just heard, please leave a little rating and review and maybe consider sharing it on social media and tagging me when you do, cause that would be lovely. For more on the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day.